You're listening to Tango Uncorked. Thank you, Mr. Johnson, and welcome to Tuesday, everybody. I hope you're all having a great week. This is Tango Uncorked, and I am your host, Adam Hoopengardner. Uh, how was your weekend? How was your evening last night? Did you watch the Toronto Raptors lose the game? They should have won that game, god dang it. Um, my weekend was awesome. Went with a group of friends to Long Island for my birthday celebration. And you know what they have in Long Island? Do you? They have wineries. And we rented a limo and we went out to Long Island and we did some wine tasting. Uh, also some wine drinking. So it starts with tasting, it finishes with swallowing, and it was delicious, and we drove back and had a few people over for some pizza, and that was my Saturday of joy and fun. Today I got to go to the DMV twice. Why? Because I enjoy it that much. No, it's because I forgot a very important document, a passport. So I had about 25 minutes to come back home and return, and I did it successfully, and now I am going to be officially a resident of New York State. It's only taken 15 years. Don't tell anyone. But the lady was very nice. She gave me a pass, said that if I can return before they close, I can jump to the front of the line and immediately see her, which I did. That was exciting. My photo looks like I just ran a freaking marathon, though, because I basically did. So I'm curious what that's going to look like. I won't see it for two more weeks. Um, but I'm sure it won't be much different from my last photo, considering I had shown up at 8 a.m. in Cleveland, a little hungover, four years ago. Um, what's going on? Well, yesterday I sat down with Juan Pablo Vicente. Juan Pablo is one of the co-hosts and organizers of La Nacional on Thursday nights, which just completed its 20th year, for real this time. You'll hear about that, what I mean by for real this time shortly. Um, and during the episode, you'll notice some sirens. First of all, you probably notice sirens in most of the episodes. When I record in the city, I record at the dance school, and we are on 30th and 8th, right across from Madison Square Garden. And it is a very bustling area. And there are pretty much sirens happening all the time. However, yesterday, unknown to us, unbeknownst to us, how do you say that? We didn't know. A helicopter had crashed into a building. And sadly, the pilot didn't make it. Um, luckily, I don't believe anybody else was harmed or injured, or at least significantly harmed or injured. So about 20 minutes into the show, you'll notice a little bit of a change in the sound quality. Actually, it's for the better because I actually start talking into the microphone. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of sirens for quite some time. Another interesting thing that happened yesterday was there was an earthquake on the east side of Cleveland, Ohio, which uh, was also uh, no normally nobody was harmed in, but that was an interesting text to receive while I'm in the middle of an interview. Oh, did you know that there was an earthquake in Cleveland? No, but I did think, hmm, maybe I should stop and call my family. So I did text them, and they were fine. And apparently so was everybody else. Uh, what else do we want to talk about before we start the show? Are you enjoying the stories? Did you like Kim's stories last week about the, the hooker story? I thought that was a great story. Um, I also was just impressed, and I learned a lot and on that topic, um, we could do a lot more, especially in the community. 
to help each other, which is something that we are, as organizers, endeavoring to do, and I can fill you in more on that later. But until I have everybody's confirmation that we want to speak publicly, I'll, I'll keep that one between me and them for now. But just so you know, we're, we're looking out for you guys. We're doing our best to work together um, to keep creeps at bay. And uh, don't be shy about sharing your stories on that. What else do we want to say? Uh, I have a note here to talk about my love for the library. Um, I guess I was excited and I wanted to speak about this before. What do I mean by thy love for the library? Um, well, it's one of the only free institutions in the United States. Um, and I don't believe there's libraries anywhere else, to be honest. I've been to all over Europe and South America, and they don't really have libraries. I could be wrong. You could tell me if I'm wrong. But libraries are a very amazing thing. And I go about once or twice a week, and I just grab random books. Sometimes I grab books that I want to read. Sometimes I just grab things that look interesting. I got a book right now on keto dieting. That's about as far as I'll get into keto dieting is, is looking at a book about it. I did learn um, not to put keto dieting down. It's just not my style. Um, I also got a book on the art of distilling, which uh, when I read it, I go to sleep. Maybe that's distilling me. And uh, who knows what I'll get next out of the, the library. But we have a lot of great libraries here in the city and all over the country. And, and I just want to mention that. I want to acknowledge that, as my good friend Norma would say. Speaking of Norma, she's going to be on the show next week. Yes, Norma Silver, for those of you who are in the know. Um, but for now, I'm going to start this show with Juan Pablo Vicente. And I hope you all enjoy. <laughs> here I'm with Juan Pablo Vicente 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 <laughs> All right can you say a few words One two three what's going on motherfucker All right let's see that's Are we like swearing in this show or not It has explicit lyrics permissible on the description Okay because I so. I I heard one of yours I'm too loud For you I heard uh, one of the one of your shows and you were like not wanting to committing not to uh, 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 like use bad words and then you said fuck it or is, <laughs> is that true? Maybe in like the introduction? I don't know yeah I heard it I thought I don't remember who it was and you were trying not to swear really? Hmm. yeah now I can hear myself better than I can hear you okay I mean I still I still can hear you yeah okay how about that? Much better. Better? Okay, yeah. let me stop. All right. Check, check. No, I don't hear shit. Oh, yeah. I got to turn this on. Can you hear me? <clears throat> okay. One, two, three. One, two, three. So, <clears throat> how are you? Very well, thank you. How are you? Um, I'm good. So, I'm here with Juan Pablo Vicente, the half-organizer of La Nacional. Yes. And you're my first organizer guest. Oh, wow. Responsibility. I can say whatever I want. I said the benchmark now. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about on the way here how I think we have one of the rarest jobs in the United States. 
Milonga organizer. It is. I mean, yeah. Well, there's salsa organizers and there's swing organizers and there are, mm -hmm. but all of the organizers of dancing places are like, they're not mainstream anything, right? Yeah. What is your mainstream? I work in restaurants. I've been working in restaurants for like almost 30 years. Did uh, you guys, um, what sort of, what inspired you to start La Nacional? Well, I had La Belle Epoque before. Oh, you Daniel, started La Belle With Daniel Carpi okay. and Coco, with the three of us started ah. La Belle Epoque. Okay. And um, I knew nothing about taco, but I knew about restaurants. Uh, so a friend of mine mentioned that a guy named Daniel Carpi was trying to open a milonga, and if I wanted to do something with him. I said, like, listen, I never danced tango. I do not know anything about tango. No, he needs something more or less for the restaurant side of it. So you're, are you from Argentina? I am from Buenos Aires. You're from Buenos Aires. Yeah. Um, your and name is Italian? No, it's no? Spanish. It's Spanish. Vicente. Okay. Vicente. Vincent is, um, and Vicente and Vicenzo, they're all like, but it's all victorious means, hmm. victorious. Uh, but it's Spanish. I'm so half Spanish, half Irish and English. Ah, okay. Hence the nose. And you came here for? For? I came from, from Houston, Texas. I, I lived in Houston, Texas before I came to New York. And also restaurant work? I work in all kinds of things in Houston. Uh, I washed the bathrooms of UPX and I cleaned the office of FedEx and worked in construction and then I started working in restaurants. Uh, but my ex-wife was a Missourian. Missourian, how do you say from when you're from Missouri? Uh, white trash. Yeah. <laughs> yes, of course. No, Excellent. I mean, uh, no, Missouri. I know what you mean. Missouri. But yes, he's from Missouri, <laughs> uh, the hillbilly or whatever you want to call it. I don't know. It has a name. I can't remember it. But the, she grew up in Texas, in Houston, and so we were living there for a while. Cool. Yeah. It was nice. I like Texas. Yeah. But I didn't dance tango in Texas either. You know? I, think tex I think Texas gets a bad rap because of its politicians. Exactly. But Texans itself Texas are, are pretty cool. very liberal. Very cool. Yeah, I learned a lot. Yeah. It was nice. But yeah, no, that's how I started. And then in 94, we moved, uh, 93, 94, moved to New York City. And uh, so you got pulled into or helping to organize a... Helping to run the restaurant side because right. La Belle Epoque had a restaurant. Right, yeah. And uh, he wanted me to greet people. But I'm good with doing that, you know. And mm -hmm. But then, you know, I, I was like... At the time, there was no visas from Argentina, mm. so a lot of that, it was like we had everybody coming. It was insane. So it was a visa-free thing. Uh, like Gavito was living here in New York City. Uh, oh. I mean, a lot of people were living here, like big tangos. It was a time in which forever tango exploded, and it was here in New York City a lot. Uh, so it was a lot of dancers, and I was translating a lot of classes for these oh, dancers. I see. Yeah. So I learned a little bit. And then I was introducing the band because La Belle Epoque had a live music every Friday. Really? Yeah. In the yeah. 90s? Oh, yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Tito Castro Tito. and Jaurena okay. uh, and uh, oh, wow, yeah. Abandoniones that is dead now. It's called, it used to be called Coagliano. Huh. Um, yeah, he hated dancers. Really? He used to play as fast as he could <laughs> just to make the dancers go out. Yeah, he was an ass, but he was great. Oh, cool. He was a very good bandoneon player. Wow. Uh, yeah, no, I had a, I had a, a, a piano on the stage with lights and everything. That was fantastic. I mean, I remember 
I started dancing in 04 here in New York. Okay. And I could not even fathom getting on the floor there. First of all, I was broken. Yeah, the floor and was like was it like was tied. insane. It was super crowded. And I only until, I think, after two years, I went to Buenos Aires for a month and I came back. And after a long time, I could actually sort of imagine carving out space for myself on that floor. And also, like, you know, if you go to Buenos Aires, you find some places that are really, like, the floors are disaster. Mm-hmm. No, we're spoiled here. Yeah, I mean, I, I hear people complaining people like, all the time oh, about the floors. Floors like, sucks. What the? Yeah, the floors in Argentina are like well, they were. I remember one of my favorite milongas was called La Calecita. Mm-hmm. It was an outdoor milonga. Oh, Have yeah. you been oh, yeah, to? I've been there. Yeah, okay, and the floor over there, it's, it's like such brick. A you know, it's like it's like awful. You know, but you know, people. You know what I like anyway. to tell people when they say they can't pivot? Don't. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, I can't like, pivot on this floor. Okay, like, hey, you're well, not supposed yeah, to. Don't pivot. <laughs> but uh, yeah, La Belle Boca, and so I translated a lot of things, and people were like, you know, coming to me, like girls were coming, like, will you dance? And I was like, I don't dance. And they would look at me like, what are you doing here then? Why are you here? Mm. Translate classes, introduce the band, sit people, and then you don't dance. So I started taking classes with Viviana Parra, mm. of all people. Mm-hmm. She's awesome. Yeah. Viviana Parra was my first teacher. It was awesome. She was dancing at the time with Tioma. Tioma, yeah, yeah. 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 Tioma had hair on the time. Oh, I remember. <laughs> I remember Tioma from like before I got to know him at La Balipoc. He was like a force of nature. Yeah, no, no. Tioma is still a force of nature, <laughs> but he had hair. I want to repeat that. He had a ponytail. Tioma had hair and a ponytail. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So no, that's yeah. how I started, and then. Um, I quit La Park because I was working a lot in restaurants and I just, and then Coco called me back. I said, I found this place, you know, come and look at it. This is 96, 97? 96, 95, I don't remember. We've been 20 years, so count it back. 97, Every year I feel like you guys celebrate. Yeah, well, to tell you, to tell everybody the truth here. Okay, it's not arbitrary. What we did is, I think it was year six or seven or eight, then we fucked up, basically, and went from seven to nine. Mm. And we realized in year, like, 12, dude, this doesn't add up, right? No, it doesn't add up. So where, so, and now we didn't want to go back. Yeah. But now we are approaching 1920. Now this year is 20. So we were like, listen, we cannot just lie about 20. It's like 20. It's like, we cannot just keep lying. So we did 19 twice ah. last year. We did like 19 second. Okay. And um, this year is going to be 20, which already passed, but right, right. we didn't celebrate anything. This we year. had a similar issue, I think, after like seven or eight years, Tango Cafe, and there was a girl named Sabina. Mm-hmm. She saves everything. She saves all her old emails. Sabina Wolfson? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she went back and she um, she said, I have the first email you sent out to promote oh, wow. your event. It was <laughs> oh, March wow. 2006. Wow. So then we had a confirmation that we were, what yeah. year we were. Because I, I didn't really, I didn't plan to stay that long. Rebecca Schulman told me, mm, she looked at me like, she didn't tell me, no, you're lying. But she looked at me like, like, like nah, I think you're mistaken, like seriously mistaken. So I said, okay, fine, that's fine. Now, we clean this late now. It's going to be, and this year is the 20th anniversary. But when Coco invited me, see, he, we, we used to go eat downstairs in uh, Nacional. Oh, okay. Because like, that is, the area in which La Nacional is, is like this, is little Spain. 
I mean, the, like the Columbus Day Parade still happens on 14th Street, and the Spanish whatever still happens on the parade for the Spanish Day happens on 14th Street. And what is now the meat market was like two or three Spanish restaurants, plus La Nacional, plus like bookstores in Spanish and English. Now, now disappears, everything is online. But uh, we used to go eat there for Spanish food. And uh, he walked up one day on the second floor and found this empty space and said, let's do a milonga. And there it is. We spent a month cleaning it. So the space wasn't even used for was anything. It was just like a storage space. It was, it was used previously. Like, like the, the, the La Nacional, the Spanish Benevolent Society, has been there for 150 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. So they use it for other things like way 20, 30 years ago before us. And then they abandoned it. So it was basically uh, like, like uh, you know, a deposit. You know, the, the, a deposit, that's how you say it in English? Like a, like a storage room. Yeah, So it was all kinds room. of stuff. So we clean it and 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 put some lights up together with Lenny Mendes. Lenny Mendes is uh, the sister of Julio Mendes. He's a dancer in Argentina. He's one of the creators of uh, La Calecita. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was a group called Viento Norte, and they created La Calicita and things like that. And she helped us, and uh, we that's, that's with her, is the lights uh-huh. we have on, uh, that's from so La Calicita. Every week, yeah. you can take down every week? Yeah, they're broken now, I have to buy new ones. That's a, that's a hell of an endeavor. So what was the, you're saying back in the 90s, hmm. the visa situation, This I'm assuming this all changed in 2001. It changed a lot. It changed way before that, but oh, it was really? like one or two years in which, like, there was no requirement of visa from Argentinians to f- f- come to the United States. Wow! So everybody could come unless you had like some kind of like police record or something like that, right. which a lot of milongueros <laughs> did have. Uh, so a lot of them didn't come, but a lot of people would come. You know, it was like free for all. I think the dollars was one to one or something like that. Whatever mm-hmm. it was, like so they could afford it. a lot of tango people used to come and teach. Mm-hmm. Pupi, Catelo, uh, I mean, uh, I used to translate for Pupi. Wow. (laughs) It's not an easy thing to do. (laughs) Because if you want politically incorrect... you have to filter a lot of things. You couldn't couldn't say what Pupi said. Right. Pupi will say something awful constantly. And like, you know, the the, the people will look at you and like what he said. Oh, he said you had to work on the back of you, you know, whatever. And he said something totally, completely... (laughs) She's never going to dance in her life. It's like, dude, come on. <laughs> nah, <laughs> not going to happen. Tell her. Uh, yes, bagojos, madam, um, <laughs> kind of thing, you know. It was awful. It was, he's uh, fantastic. Oh, he was fantastic, you know. Yeah. He was a great dancer. Were, uh, were the, how would you compare the teaching style from, like, that era to now? Oh, it was terrible. Right. Now it's so much better. Do you think the community... I have a lot of questions about the community as you've compared it or, or seen it change over the years. Like, because I hear always mixed things like, "Oh, the community's getting worse," or "Tango's dying," or you know, or, the, or I hear the opposite: "Oh, the teaching's so much better, so people are learning faster and that they're dancing sooner." And blah 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 blah. I don't think people are dancing sooner. Okay. I think people are like take the same amount of time to dance. Yeah. It's, it's a little better, you know, like. And, the, and the, what, what, what the teacher does is better, you know. But that doesn't make you a faster dancer, yeah. I think. 
I think it has to sink in, you know, your parasympathetic nervous system has to, you know, and you had to get the courage to, like you were talking about, to mm -hmm. walk into a milonga and do it. Mm -hmm. um, I think it takes a little bit, perhaps it takes a little less now, but not by much, you know. Not to the point in which it will be beneficial for us, like milonga organizers, you know. Yeah, right. I mean, There's if it took two years and a half before, now it's like two, a year and uh, three quarters, right. whatever. But I mean, it's not significantly. No, there's no shortcut. You know, it's not a shortcut for that like at all. This. But the, the the style of teaching, you know, the demeanor in which it's taught, and you know, like, is different. But so is like most things in yeah. life, you know, like things politically correct now. You cannot say things, and in the past you could. Mm -hmm. So everything has been bettered, I believe, somehow, in that sense. I kind of miss, or not miss. I I kind of I've tried in the years that I've been dancing to take advantage of teachers that were with us before they passed away because I've learned you know we never in my era like there was never a, a stylistic difference between like we're gonna teach this or we're gonna teach that there was no pupi castillo or, or so and so saying castello. No, castello saying like oh you're only gonna dance this way or that way and I know from like Tomas Howland he once told me like when he was a child you would study with one person and if they saw you doing the steps of another teacher they would probably yeah. crucify you. So he yeah, had to I, change how he danced every night of the week he went out. He oh, wow. Me. That's cool. But nowadays, <laughs> since I started, it was just like, we're just a, a mix of everything. And there's really, that's the new identity of tango. Well, that was, but um, it's, it's for the betterment, I think, you know. And, but before it was also, I think it's, it has to do with the fact that, like, it was Estilo Parque Patricios, or, I mean, there were styles depending on the neighborhood you came from. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it's related to gangs, but the pride of it is related to that. You know, it's like we are from here and mm -hmm. we dance this style and you're from there and you dance that style. Interesting. I don't think they were enemies or anything like that, right. or, but it was like, a, you know, a marked style, like being from Queens or being from Brooklyn, oh, right. you know. But, you know, the world now is... Yeah quote-unquote global, you know, right. so, you know, it's all have, uh, has a little bit more of a, you know, we're not from Queens or from Brooklyn or from Staten Island, you're from New York, I guess. Right, right. I don't know, I'm not from here, so maybe I'm comparing it wrong. No, no, you're, I think you're correct. But uh, I think it has to do with that. Having the globalization, having the social media, having just the desire for more unification in general. I mean, we have tribalism, always going to have tribalism in a sense, but I feel like the more we, the more as a society and as people, we learn from like history books and and reflecting back on, on things that happened in the past, like World War Two. You know, like we're not gonna, we don't tend to repeat the same mistakes. Hopefully, that we've mm -hmm. witnessed through learning. That's why it's so important to learn about the history of the, the, the world in general, because you can see how tribalism can create divisions and also identities so that's it's a good thing in, in that sense it's nice for, for example like Julio Bassan is in town now and he's going to be this Thursday there and, and he has um, he, he, he is from a neighborhood and it's called Parque Patricios yeah. which is famous for their tango and for the style then it's called Estilio Parque Patricios mm -hmm. and he knows about this and he can talk about it better than way better than I can do but if you should ask him yeah. because he is one of the keepers of that right not because of this, you know, enemies or you and I, because, no, you know, a, somebody should keep this, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you said you didn't start dancing until you moved to the States, but you yeah. obviously have and had knowledge growing up about... 
yeah. what's going on or, or how kind popular, how mainstream or not, I don't even know if mainstream is the right word, but if you're growing up in the city, I mean, would, would you compare it to like somebody growing up in New York, uh, would you assume they understood salsa even though they don't dance it or, you know mm. what I mean? Like, how aware were you of what was going on in the dancing world of tango growing up there? Well, I mean, you had to, I'm 55, so when I was growing up at the time of tango, I mean, it was, it was, the tango came back after the military kind of thing. Mm -hmm. you know? So when I was like 15, 16, and 17, it was military rule, and I have no idea but the, only the, 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 the tangos that my grandparents listened to. And they listened to this a lot, and I was absolutely sick of it, you know. Right. Cut it out with my my grandfather's favorite tango was el choclo of all mm. things, which is awful. <laughs> Not that bad. Oh come on, el choclo is terrible. It took me fifteen years <sighs> to, to appreciate it. How um, bad it is. They they will <laughs> dance with my grandmother a little bit, not seriously. I didn't know what it was, but it's like oh please, I want At the time was the police was coming up and. Argentinian bands like sumo and like rock and roll and that's what I wanted you know, mm -hmm. and I didn't care but you do have a sense of um, like like the music that you listen in a taxi and you the music that you listen in a in, at the time you could smoke everywhere and uh, the, the bus driver will be listening to music and it was tango some most of the time and it's kind of like this, the music of the city of Buenos Aires, you know. Tango is from Argentina, but tango is actually from Buenos Aires. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it belongs there somehow. And you, I, if you grew up there, you kind of know it. I mean, it's not like because it's more mine than anybody else's, but it's just because it makes sense. If you put that music in Buenos Aires, it makes sense. No, it's like sense. jazz in New York. Exactly. You know what I mean? Nashville. Exactly. I, I it totally just makes sense geographically. Yeah. The way the city functions, the way the people speak, uh, I think a lot of it has to do with language and speaking. I mean, you think of that jazz in New York and, and the way bebop and these things develop. And, and climate and geography also, like, yeah. you know, like, why is salsa uh, Caribbean, you know, so much? I mean, you know, it comes from the people from Caribbean, even if it's in New York a lot, mm -hmm. but who brings it to New York? The Cubans and Puerto Ricans, you know, so like it's Caribbean people that dance salsa more than tango, you know. Yeah, yeah. and it's, I think it has to do with weather and with geography and besides all the other cultural things and how things started. But um, yeah, Buenos Aires has something to do with tango. So I didn't, I didn't appreciate it until I was here. Mm -hmm. I mean, and I think it has to do also with the fact that I am an immigrant. So when you immigrate and you go away from your country for a very long time, you start appreciating things from your country that they're not necessarily true. They're maybe in your imagination, but you know, like you long, you know. I or never or, or just to connect with other people who are. I mean, I, I never. I'm from Cleveland, which is not another country, but. We interrupt this special broadcast to uh, to warn you that you need to turn down your volume. So this is the moment when the radio, uh, the sirens start to come in, as I warned you in the intro, and I did some tweaking in Audacity, so all of the volume is about to go louder. So turn your uh, iPhone or Samsung or whatever you're using, I would say turn it down about 20% right now. All right. Just do this. Sirens. It's like always oh, yeah, sirens. Yeah, yeah. Okay, always yeah. sirens. <laughs>
and that mic picks up much better than this mic. So, no, I'm, I'm from Cleveland, and I uh, never was a big sports fan. Okay. But now living in New York, oh, all I do is talk go. to my Cleveland friends about sports because it's something. Go. Yeah, it connects you. Connects you, keeps you sort of attached to your roots a little bit. Never, all my friends that are lifelong sports fans, they're talking about, oh yeah, I remember the 80s with so and so on the team. And I'm like, actually, I just started following this like six years ago. I know. <laughs> like, I so really the same thing happened to me in the 90s. You know, like when I was in Texas, in Houston, at that time it was zero, zero tango in Houston. Zero, then, to my knowledge, if somebody knows better, but I've never heard of it there. Uh, I used to go to the Argentinian restaurant, blah, blah, blah. But when I came to New York, this happened with this uh, friend of mine. And then I kind of like fell in love with it, you know. And I, over time, it became like my own private ghetto, hmm. you know. I have a place in which is somehow Argentinian or Argentine, you know, and uh, I mean, plays the music of uh, my city, you know. And I didn't pay attention when I was there. It's like kind of weird, but that's how it came about. Oh, no, like I, I, it totally makes sense. Like I said, like you're you're brought up in it. Like I. Never. I don't really think we appreciate, you know, how f rock and roll. It's just what it is. I mean, I actually wanted to talk to you about this in relation to tango because you've run in a milonga for a very long time. Mm -hmm. Chico and I have run a milonga for a very long mm -hmm. time, and it's sort of like the nature of the beast. Like people, they sort of don't appreciate what they have when it's always there. Similar to like growing up in a culture. Um, I go to small cities where tango is, is like a luxury they have once a week. And there's only 15 people that show up. But they come like religiously mm. and they're there. And maybe, you know, it's only lasted eight or nine years so far. Maybe they'll fizzle out. But I feel like in New York, A, people really are conditioned to always want to try something new. So if there's a new event, like it's going to have 200 tangueros there. Yes. But if it's an, it's a, it's a, an established event like La Nacional... You might have some weeks where you have 75 people. Like last week was a really good night, I, mm -hmm. I believe. I was there mm -hmm. and it looked like a crowded night. But other weeks I popped in and you and I have discussed like, oh, fuck, you know, it's raining out. People know, are afraid know, to get wet nowadays and things like that. So I just think it's also in the nature of like the beast of people. Like they just sort of take things for we, granted. We do. We do. Yeah. Like we're in New York and when was the last time you took advantage of a museum or, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, we're here surrounded by a lot of things that we don't do. Mm-hmm. You know, it happens a lot. But I think it's a daily grind, you know. Mm -hmm. And yes, there's there's a lot of events in New York City. So it's so common and people don't go. But also I think, like for example, you were saying a small town, people will go. But in a, in a big town or like, like a big city like New York, we, we, like, we're busy, you know. Yeah, we're competing with um, the city itself. Yeah, we're busy like all, the all the time. So I mean, And it's also more expensive to be here, you know. I mean, it's like a, like a, like the doorknob fee, you know. Every time you touch your doorknob, it's twenty bucks for sure in Manhattan, you know. Because it's going to be coffee or whatever, a taxi, done. And maybe in a small town, you don't have that, you know, so much. I live in Houston for a long time, which is small, way smaller than than uh, than uh, New York City, and at the time was even well, smaller. Back then, I was going to say now it's now it's a yeah, now it grew a yeah. lot, but at the time was even smaller, and uh, you know this this that sense of like okay you know it's easy you know like um, when something happens everybody goes right, you know? right. but you know it's here everything is happening constantly mm -hmm. all the t movie theaters and all the theaters and this is happening and things don't happen then you don't even find out you know you find out for like oh I went to the see that when how come I didn't you know, mm -hmm. I wanted to go 
Oh, it's gone. I went two days ago. It's well, no, you know, Gail just made this tango map, yeah. which is really cool. And she showed it to me at La Nacional on Thursday. And he, her and I both, even though she made it, she's like, did you know there's a milonga like in the Bronx on, once a month? And I was like, I didn't, I, Exactly. I didn't know. <laughs> you know, she kept getting more and more people reaching out like, oh, you know, I have this, I have that. And we we're like, man, 15 years I've been in New York. I, I don't even know half the stuff that's going on. But it's also because I actually, there was a time when I was totally wrapped up in all the tango stuff here. But now I kind of want to have a life outside of it so I don't burn out. I and remember when we opened the National 20 years ago was like, you can count the milongas in, with your fingers. Like, like, like Mondays was uh, Dance Manhattan, Tuesdays was Triangulo, mm -hmm. Wednesdays was nothing. Yeah. Was nothing. Thursdays was a little bit something's in the Campanello. Mm. Fridays was La Belle Epoque. Saturday was uh, Daniela Maria, and Sunday was Dance Sport. And then I think El Campanello moved to Tuesday. Well, we open on oh, okay, Thursdays and we, like, well, mm -hmm. we kind of destroyed the <laughs> Campanello, I'm sorry. But no, it was no milonga on, on Wednesdays, zero. So I don't know if I'm, you can correct me because you were here, but when, I, when we started Wednesday, uh, Caleb and Ting were trying to get something rolling on Wednesday at Empire. Who was that? Caleb and Ting, they were around oh, for yeah, a little yeah, while. Oh, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah, I remember. Uh, Seattle, they moved here yeah, yeah. and... Um, that was never... I think they were competing so much with Robin on Thursday and just using the same space two nights in a row. Th Wednesday never really took off. Wednesday is a hard day, man. Right. And then um, Reba reached out and said, do you want to start something? And for like the first year, we nobody came except for like our friends, which was like five people at the time, which is why we went alternative because we figured like, well, let's try something yeah, else. True. But yeah, even to this day, people tell me like Wednesday's... The worst night of the Wednesday week. Wednesday is a hump day. Yeah, exactly. Pulpo and I, Pulpo, Carlos Quiroga and I opened a milonga on Wednesdays, ugh, I don't know how long ago, uh, on a place called Babalu. I heard of that. In front of the old Champion Studios okay. in 43rd or 44th Street. It was like, this place was fantastic, but it was like, you know, it was like, like a Cuban drug den you know it was like it was very nice it looked like a club from the 50s had booth all around and a, and a stage and and we were there like three times i think and it just died completely mm -hmm. uh, but people tried many things on wednesdays wednesdays are very hard yeah because it's the center of the week and people yeah. they're yeah. gonna like go out sunday month you know what else i've and you probably noticed these trends too like you don't. You never compete with the milonga that's happening on the same night. I believe. I believe you're always competing with the milongas that are happening the night before, the night after. Because right. people build their schedule around a rhythm. So like when, when like Rocco was really popular for a time, mm -hmm. uh, Mondays died, and that's when Rebecca was like, I think you know, because Tina had a Monday night event, and Rebecca thought maybe that was affecting her, and I was like, no, I think it's the night before the because night before. people will do this. They'll go on Sunday and Wednesday now. Because they get two nights off, whereas before maybe they went out Monday and Thursday. There's and also, only so many nights of the week you want to put into tango, right? Uh, no, like not only that, then you, how many nights a week you want to put into tango, how much money you want to spend on a week well, in tango. That's true because too, if you go to like the three milongas, four milongas is an entrance is at least 60 bucks, mm -hmm. just in entrances. And then uh, food and drink. Food and drink, and, and, drink, and I, mean, I mean, it's like, you know, it's a, it's a budget. A lot of people, you know, like, you know, Manhattan is expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everything goes like to what we all in Manhattan and New, and, and New York talk all the time about, you know, rent, 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 rent. You know, it always goes to rent. So I, that's another thing. You know, people don't want to spend a lot of money. 
I think it's unique that you guys have stayed in a location so that lucky. isn't a dance studio we for are, so long. We are, uh, we're just we're lucky. Because I think we're lucky. restaurants are terrible to work with in general. We are lucky. Yeah. You know? But the restaurant is not in the same spot. We no, true, on true. top of it. Yeah, I know, I know. But so that just restaurant owners... People but in that business, they're always trying to look for a way to get more money out of you. And I've been in the restaurant business for a long time, so I know them. A and B is not truly a restaurant. This is a Spanish benevolent society. It's a cultural society. It's not for profit, and it happens to have a restaurant in it. Right. And we are above it. Yeah. So um, it's not truly a restaurant. You know, we're True. not inside a restaurant. They don't have to serve food if they don't wanna. We don't have to do anything with them at all. You know, we just you know we rent the space above them. Mm-hmm. And it's great, you know. I great. I mean, they were closed for two years, and I'm very glad they opened again. And what I do you th- mean the, the restaurant was closed for two years? The restaurant was oh. closed for two years. Yeah, know they were closed for two years, and uh, I think I'm, I'm very glad they opened up again because I mean I, I think it drives business to us, mm-hmm. and we drive business to them. You know, on Thursdays you can go have a dinner downstairs and then come up to Tango, right? And they give you a ten percent discount. <laughs> <laughs> no. And they used to serve the food upstairs. I don't know if they still do that. Uh, they will bring it up. Yeah. yeah. Um, but um, it's not like a full service upstairs anymore. It sounds like we're in London, Germany in 1942. I know. The, the sirens have been ceaseless. Police is coming, bro. That's <laughs> Holy it. Shit. <laughs> I may not record here anymore. This is every damn time. It's That's really the fire today. department. It's, very been, it's been like ceaseless today. That's the fire department. <laughs> wow. Is there a fire station around here or something? Well, they're going. Uh, no, but this is like 8th Avenue is congested like always. So they oh. just sit in traffic and just wail until they get down the street. And this is coming from all the way there? This is, well, so because we're next to the Three this, windows? Oh, yeah. Because course, right here course, we're, course, we're, we're looking out on the street sort of. Anyway. Yeah, it just drives me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should move it that way. I thought about going. Well, I have to use whatever space is available. No, but you should move it to that wall. Maybe. Well, we're here now. Maybe yeah. later. I have another interview later. I'm okay. doing a two for two for today. Two for one. Yeah. Who is coming after time? me? My friend Norma. Norma, Norma. I don't know if I know her. Norma, Norma is 90 years old. Norma comes. She's been dancing tango. Get this. You ever think you're too old to start something, right? Uh-huh. Norma started dancing tango six years ago. Oh wow, that's cool. Yeah. And she's an amazing person. But we'll let her tell her story later sure. yeah so we're here with you now i want to hear your story so sure. you said there was a time when you can count all the milongas on the on yeah, two hands basically hand, yeah and uh when did you when did it how i mean i'm in the i'm like a teacher in the community and this and that so i'm and i'm still unaware of like 90 percent. i feel like of what's going on but so i'm only assuming you're not always in uh, keeping track of what's happening but do you remember a time when things started to really explode? Jesus. I know, I know. Um, I don't, I, I mean, I do keep track of what's happening. Uh-huh. I do look at Facebook and okay. I check it out. Yeah. It's part of my business, you know, to know what's going on. And I don't know it all, obviously. Uh, and there's um, some milongas. Jesus Christ. <laughs> now that I just mention They're it, it's coming like, like a lot. Is this... All right, something you know is happening. Let's drag the Hold table on. across the room. Hold, Hold on, I'll on pause this. We can drag the table. <laughs> All right, crisis averted. <laughs> oh man, it's they Armageddon. Did, they in did New York not City find today. us. Thanks God. 
So we were talking about um, the uh, I, whatever goes on and oh, the I was city asking and, you yeah. about uh, if you noticed if if there was a critical moment when like more and more events just started popping up, or if it was just like a more of a slower. It was is a is a slow uh, uh, increase. Mm. I think over the years has been adding and adding, but it's I think it has happened or like the pivotal moment was like ten years ago. I think something like that. Um, 12 years ago maybe because for a while we ran we reigned supreme on Thursdays for like several years mm-hmm. it was insane in there uh, and then you know it started declining a little bit the people that come you know how many people because they have other options and right. places to go um, but uh, now we have a lot more a lot more practicas and mm-hmm. milongas quote unquote and and places to go which is great. I mean, from a financial point of view, I, I do not like it so much, right, obviously, right. because I have less people. But there's more availability for them to go to do things and make groups. And here comes the freaking <laughs> fucking police again. What the hell are they doing? It's a lot. Uh, I I feel like we should turn the news on and see if we're missing like some sort of fucking apocalypse or something like going outside of our window. What's happening out there? All right, we're gonna let this pass again. I'm gonna pause again. All right, dear. So I think it's starting. I don't know exactly when. You know, I don't keep statistics, and my memory is not very good for detail. So I don't know when it started getting a lot more, mm-hmm. but um, the last five years has been insane. How many people, how many places there are, I think. Five to seven years. Yeah, I think it's good that... I think it's good that people are trying to do stuff. I think it keeps the community invigorated. Um, but I, it, because, for example, like now that a lot of the studios are closing... It, like you said, financially, it's bad for us on a week-to-week basis for mm-hmm. a time period, you know. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, when there's not a studio, there's not as many studios just promoting dance culture in general. That's just bad for everyone. Absolutely. When Dance Manhattan's not getting new business. I mean, they were like a, a factory of getting yeah. new student, whatever the dance style. Yeah. Um, dance sport has changed a little bit now. They've moved and yeah. everything. It's just bad for the culture because... If there's less options, if there's less uh, awareness of this existing, then ultimately there's less people dancing. Yeah, I mean, and I am milonga, uh, so I cannot offer classes in the same way like a studio does. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't have like come once a month and we do a, like a progressive. You guys do a little right. bit, but yeah. I don't. You know, right. I have a beginners and I have an intermediate. And somehow is no way for you to jump from beginners to intermediate because you're missing a lot of things in between. Mm-hmm. Um, the beginners, I do it as an in, as an introduction to people that will pop their head in as like you know come in and this is you know this is the beat and like the super basic stuff. The intermediate class has been there for the community for a very long time, so we've been doing it for twenty years, so we don't want to move it. But I mean, there's no connection between the two, and the only way then people like or the only people that do connect those two are studios. Yeah, because you go and you do a progressive and you learn this and then that and then that and then you get to like an intermediate in between quote unquote but we don't do that I cannot do it I'm, yeah. I rent once a week yeah. that's it no I remember Carp, Danny Carpi a long time ago wanted to try that 
at the Ukrainian on Fridays, like, can we do, you guys come every week and teach a class, and it's just, I love, I think free longer classes are great, especially for beginners, because it's, like you said, it's a sample. Yeah. People come in, they're come on a date, or they're, yeah, you know, something. Check it out. Yeah. From, from each 300 or 400, we might get one. Right, right. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, but that's hey, the way marketing you know, is. It's a bet. Yeah. But I think in terms of intermediate or quote-unquote advanced, that's not the clientele that shows up. No, because I think that idea comes from like Argentina. Like if you go to La Viruta, mm-hmm. they do have that kind of structure. Yeah. But they are there more times a week than we are. And they have a humongous space. Yeah. So you can put like a beginner, beginner, like an inter- like pre after beginner, like a pre intermediate, like a medium intermediate, and an intermediate. I mean, you can have three classes in a one floor, mm-hmm. and people go every week, and there's a lot of people there. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's not like I mean, sometimes for the beginners, I have like five people, and if it's, there's nothing basically. Yeah, and there's consistency in that kind of situation, but that's also because that. That's dance culture never really until recently like there was not a dance studio culture there in Argentina yeah, yeah. it was you go to the milongas yeah and maybe you I, I'm, I'm assuming you you find somebody to train a maestro to train under if you really want to get good no but look you can go this this the the city has in Argentina and I have less information from Argentina than I have from New York City but in Argentina, they, you can go to El Teatro yeah, 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 San the Martín, and you can go to Centro Cultural Ricardo Rojas, and they have have had classes for a very mm-hmm. long time. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. They have like that. But I schools. feel that there's in New York more people are going to go to tango schools to improve, definitely. and not to milongas. No, definitely. And maybe down there, there's more access to that at the. No, place. what is different from down there to here, I think, and it's a, it's a very odd. Uh, uh, thing that happens here is a lot of people go to tango schools and learn how to tango and, but they never go to a milonga yeah, yeah. and that is like a weird thing for me you mm-hmm. know? I mean I'm not saying that it's bad I'm just saying like I don't understand it you know? I don't either but as somebody who dabbles in like yoga martial arts this I kind of think of it in that sense like for the, some people tango is like some form of physical therapy in a way you know they're mm. they're well, maybe, yeah. I mean, or maybe they a were. Form of maybe they wanted to go out dancing, or, or I don't know. I have I have quite a few students, like especially private students. They're they're never going to go dancing. Their tango time is one hour a week when they come to a class, and that's well, and, and it improves your brain and cellular connection mm-hmm. and uh, helps coordination and balance. And you know, you can use it as a you know as a therapeutic thing. I assume you know. No, I, I for a long time I always. I never understood that. And then, you know, the past five or six years, I I started to appreciate more like, okay, these are people that are curious about this art form, but maybe not about the culture, the social aspect. I I Uh, cannot separate it inside of me because, yeah, yeah. That's how it for me has always been. Yeah. So all one and the same. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you on that, but I. I, I just I kind of see more now okay it's like if you go to martial if you study martial arts you're not just going to look for a fight every day <laughs> I think many people do actually it's like if you go so I just took two classes and I'm going to beat your ass you know, in the I streets. had a kung fu teacher uh, Sifu who told me once like the best martial artist is the one who never gets into a fight yep the ones that run, run away first. yeah because yeah, he told me one time he was in a bar and he didn't instigate it but he was trying to like and he's already been, you know, he's an older guy. He's been da- dancing. He's been training for his whole life. And yet still, 
he said you can't stop a bottle from getting smacked upside your head no matter mm-hmm. how long you've been trained and that's what happened to him and oh wow he was trying to defuse a situation and somebody came blindsided him cracked a bottle over his head and that Damn. was it so it's like yeah I did think he kick his ass after he turned around and kicked his no he was he was out for a oh, while shit. it's real life <laughs> i wanted a better story dude he turned around and he's 89 and he kicked his ass he, he grabbed the bottle He started chewing on it. Oh, wow. And spit, spit the glass it back in the guy's and kill him. Oh, yeah. wow. I like that Blinded story. him forever. Dude, I want to go. Was, where, where is this? <laughs> what day is he teaching? The particular style in there Brooklyn. But not, I don't know. Tango is like a, it's a difficult thing to learn, you know. And so I understand that some people like might want to do it as a therapeutic thing or just they never get the courage to go dance in a milonga. I know? think that's a big one. That's really... Because, I mean, I remember my first... I was terrified. I was petrified, you know? Petrified to just go and ask a girl. Mm-hmm. And he's like, she's going to hate me, you know? I'm going to step on her and say, I'm going to make it all wrong and everybody's looking at me in this place, you know? It's like, it's awful. It's an awful situation, you know? I don't care anymore, you know? Which is good. Well, I like what... Um There's a couple that do the classes at Sunderland, Carlos and Rosa. Yeah. One time he said he was teaching in the States. Meredith brings them every once in a while to Philadelphia. Uh-huh. She likes to try to bring the older generation dancers. And they were teaching a class once, and he said, um, people always ask the wrong question. They ask, how do we make me a better dancer? Yeah. And he said, what you should ask is, uh, how do I play more? Hmm. How can I play more? And that, his, that statement really affected my... Uh, like my view of tango back then it was going back quite a few years ago where I liked that like yeah let's just play let's we're dancing for fuck's sake let's I know, I have, pr- remember that I have know. to keep reminding myself of it and I have to you know keep reminding myself that the milonga in itself is like that you know this is a place to have fun you know mm-hmm. like you know maybe sometimes people take it really seriously and I understand why But it's a place to, you know, it's a, it's a gathering, it's a social gathering in which we can drink and dance. And we're privileged for being able well, to do so. Well, like you said, you can't imagine having one without the other. Yeah. I mean, tango to me is all about social. Absolutely. That's what it got me into it in the first yeah. place, was just having a community around you. Yeah. A place where you can go and meet interesting people and, and not just sit around with your co-workers or whoever little bubble you are happen to be in but you're exposed to like everybody from all over you can go anywhere and travel and there's people there i have an excuse that on thursdays i'm busy you know i'm always looking at the music and the volumes and this and that but sometimes it's there are thursdays and I, then i go by and i like last thursday i didn't dance a single song mm-hmm. i just didn't have time And I was talking to you, or I was pouring you a glass of wine, or I was talking to Sara, or I was doing something, Julio Bazan, you know, whatever it is. And I didn't dance, but I really had a good time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, dancing helps, and I, but I don't, I mean, I don't like it when people get so serious about it. You know what I mean? Well, I've talked to a lot of people about this over the years, and, and you mentioned before about how, t- uh, you know, the doorknob fee of, like, th- New York is expensive, and mm-hmm. let's say you're, you know, you're working all the time and you know the milongas you know here in New York we time our milongas we have to Yeah. it's 9 to midnight 10 to 1 boom mm-hmm. so you show up uh, you pay $15 that's $15 mm-hmm. 
then you have an hour to dance because you got to get up early the next day mm-hmm. so you're taking that they're taking that time seriously because yeah. you know it's expensive and you want to get this done and that's why I s- you see a lot of people leaving not a lot but you see people leaving disappointed or because their expectations are are here and one night i had two people then came in and they sat down they didn't dance the whole night uh and I was outside and when they came out they were complaining to me about the fact that they didn't dance and I said I apologize you know I didn't notice and you know maybe I should have gone there but then they looked towards the street and they found out that uh, their car was towed so <laughs> so they came to National and they didn't dance and then their car was towed so their night was not $15 their night was like <laughs> $350 you know it's like damn yeah. but shit happens I guess I don't know well the one thing that I used to when I when I would uh, park better when you come to well don't night. park our front because my friend Dr. <laughs> Absolutely. Michael got towed oh, really? one of the one of the months we performed recently oh, he actually drove with us there and I was like it looks like you're good right here, dude. And we went across for a burger to that place on the corner now, or near the corner. We go upstairs, and him, Chico and I did the class and performed or whatever. And later that night, I get a text. He's like... Yeah, because, uh, that's because Nels used to be across the street. And Nels was like a heavy-duty club in which a lot of, I don't know, drugs and things happened. So they made that half of 14th Street from the, from between 7 and 8, that half to 8 both sides is a special night regulation Mm -hmm. because after 11 everything has to be cleared because the police used to come and sit on their cars with like binoculars looking at the entrance of the club I remember seeing them from La Nacional because I don't know what they were looking for and they left it there now there because they make a lot of money doing that Mm -hmm. yeah not a good place to park but we're not talking about parking what we were talking about uh, milongas and how they started Growing and number, yeah, all that stuff. There's a lot now. This it's good, I think. But you know, as you said, the studios are closing, so I don't know where they're going to go. Which spaces are they going? In Argentina, they do it in apartments. Yeah, you go. I mean, we're lucky here that this place is. I think we still have a lease for several more years. Oh, that's good. But I don't know. I just got a weird text from Bat that there was an earthquake in Cleveland, Ohio. Really? (laughs) So. Cleveland has earthquakes? I didn't realize that. So hopefully uh, everybody's okay there. Yeah, near record. Uh, wow. What do we have? we have an earthquake? Not here in New York. No, but in Cleveland. I don't find it. Don't find it. Uh, All right, well, we'll have to I'll look into that soon. Hmm. So... How long have... Uh, I wanted to ask you, because somebody was talking to me about the identity of the milonga, which I believe is pretty much the organizer, but also Omar. <laughs> I think Sharon said to me the other day, she's like, would you go to La Nacional if Omar wasn't the bartender? And I said, well, it would have to be somebody as amazing as Omar. But the identity has changed over the years. I mean, we have remained La Nacional and... It's the same 
place, but it was, you know, it has new floors and the bar was moved. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and there were many bartenders and... Uh, but it's, I mean, sometimes I think about it, like what makes a Nacional La Nacional besides the, 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 the space? And I think we kind of got, you know, an us because we also have changed, you know, like La Nacional has changed on what we want from it, you know. Coco right now is like not coming much, you mm -hmm. know, he's a little, like, a little sick, but uh, so like 10 years ago, like we would not allowed, you know, people in shorts, you know what I mean, kind of thing. And now we do, you know. And I, I don't care now. People come in flip-flops if you want. I don't mind. But, like, Omar is the bartender now. Before that was Guadalupe. And before that was another lady. And before that was somebody else. Uh, is it me being there? Is it Coco being there? What is it that makes La Nacional La Nacional? I mean, the only constant that I know is me being there, Omar now, for the last four or five years, and, and this, the physical space. But I don't think it's that. I think it's like beyond that. I think it's like some kind of like ethos or something like, you know, because we've been doing for 20 years or two decades gives you this like yeah, thing that flies over you, you know, like mm -hmm. you guys, you know. It's not us. It's not Have me. you ever taken, a, you or Coco ever at the same time taken an extended absence and see if there was any, because uh, until two years ago, Chico and I would go to Buenos Aires every January or depending for like a month or six weeks. And... We, we didn't even, never. We, we would not it. even tell people we were we were not going to be here because we didn't want it to. Uh -huh. But immediately, we, our attendance would drop by like two thirds, just for the time we were away. And well, we yeah. would have friends come and host for us. We would have dancers, local people yeah. host for us, and yeah. then we would come back, and then the attendance would go back up. We never have done that. Mm -hmm. We just don't. I'm just curious because I do believe. But a lot of people have told me, especially when we were on the other side in the long space, like this is terrible for tango. <laughs> And they're like, the only reason we come is because you guys are the hosts, which that makes sense, you know. I believe it. I believe it. That is that is that is true. That people come because, but the 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 overall thing because maybe we'll like let's say then you guys go for a month, right? And I think about it like this. You know, I, I let's say if I stop coming for a month and people the attendance will drop for a while, but for how long will it drop? Hmm. It will, will drop change. forever, yeah. or it will eventually come back, or you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. What we do for it is like we love the place. You mm -hmm. know, you have to love it. You just have to like it. I mean, it's a love-hate relationship, like most of them. But I do think about it a lot. I do every Thursday. I'm there no matter what. You know, I do promotion for it during the week. You know, I'm thinking who's going to DJ. Who's going to teach? Why are we going to do? This? Are we going to do something special for this occasion? You know, blah 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 blah. All of the work that goes in, but that's love. You know, mm -hmm. you like the place. You're giving your time to a place. So the point is, like maybe somebody else and loves it so much, might bring it back up if I'm not there for a year. True. No, for sure. I mean, you know you've seen I mean? that with Danny Carpi when he left yeah. and Rosa took over and she yeah. put her love into it. Exactly. And then when Rosa passed away, her sister put her love into it. And, 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 and the, the people come for their own reasons. So maybe the people that came for Danny Carpi, they stopped coming, but then other people exactly. came. Exactly. And then... And that doesn't mean that it's not Tango La Nacional anymore. For me, mm -hmm. personally, it will mean, yeah, it's not Tango La Nacional. That's not Tango La Nacional. And I will complain like an old chromogenous guy. Tango National used to be rah, 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 rah. 
but it's still going to be Tango Nacional for somebody. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, I guess, you know, it's a, lo- it's a lot of things. It's us working for it and it's the time spent and it's the, the, the physical aspect of it. This has always been the same place, you know. We tried moving it. Some, we had like several problems with AC ones. Mm-hmm. And if you have a problem with AC in the middle of summer, you're dead. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, there's exactly. Nothing worse can happen to a milonga, you know what I mean? Except if you're in Argentina, which is another thing. <laughs> Floors and AC. No, the double know? standard is interesting. Absolutely. You're down there, people are, you see people from New York, and they're Absolutely. in a crappy floor with no air conditioning, and they're having a blast. They're having a great time. It's like people complaining about DJs, you know, like, this DJ is so bad. And I look at the dance floor, and I see you, for example, like, or like another professional, you know, Jorge Torres, and they're dancing. Mm-hmm. They didn't stop having fun all night long. And... Who are you to like? I mean, the best complaint I ever got is like people complain about the length of the cortina. Mm. Somebody told me the cortina is too long. And in which manual you read how long a cortina and a milonga somebody is? Somebody asked me if I could put a few more seconds of space between the songs in the tanda. Uh, for what? So they he can said pick if their you could just add what, what two more seconds or so. Yeah. For what? Do you have to wipe like, your forehead? Are you, are you sweating too much? This is how I'm, your I'm using iTunes just like everybody else or yes. whatever. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, I know. It's, 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 an, it's an ending. <laughs> it's an ending. It's an ending. But, um, so I think uh, Tango Nacional is a mixture of things. It's me and Coco and the location and the fame of it. And it's mm. there for being so long. And uh, I don't know, has its own thing, and it's, I, I think it's luck, also. You know, we did well from the first day. You know, the first day we opened, the class was talked by Angel Garcia, mm-hmm. who's not in New York City yeah. anymore, and not a single soul came to that class. Huh. It was empty. We were like, you know, DJ Viviana Parra, class by Angel Garcia, and over, over at that time was no internet, was all flyers and papers, and you live everywhere. Nobody showed up. We were like, okay, well, no, no, that's it. Forget about it. We made a mistake. Mm-hmm. And around 8.15, people started coming in droves, and they never stopped. So I think it's a little bit of luck. I think it's a lot of luck. I lo- yeah. You know, because I, I know in the restaurant business where I work, you know, some people open in this corner, close. Some mm-hmm. people open in this corner, close. Some people open in this corner. And then the same corner, the fifth operator comes in and opens something totally like, you know, not completely different, but, you know, a new, and they do great. There's something about going back to the community aspect. I was going to say before, like when I was... A long time ago when I was teaching, I would always like want the best, most ambitious students and the people that were going to try to be the best and blah, blah, blah. And over the years, I've realized, well, what really matters is like, who are the people that show up and are the most pleasant to be around and are the most like giving of their time and their energy and not taking because there's a lot of people that take when they arrive. You just see them and they're just like, they just suck energy out Mm. of you. And there's some people that I meet when they're beginners, they show up at the Milonga, just check it out, and I start chatting with them, and we'll sit down and we'll chat for a half an hour. And I'm like, like you're perfect for the, for the community, because, mm-hmm. well, I don't, I'm, I'm new and I've only been dancing six months, and I'm like, if you can be here and have a good time without yeah. that, you're good. If everything you put is on that, 
then you're never going to enjoy this because this is about this, the social part it's just as much and I had to I think milongas are like a little bit analog you know instead of being digital you know milongas are analog because you go to a milonga and you have to contend with like Ruben Ferrin which is 92 and like uh, a beginner would just got there was like 25 and all the mix a match of things that are there like people are like a lot of money people are taxi drivers people are like you know all kinds of like characters you know mm-hmm. so it's not has not been catered to us like like you know like what we see in the internet is it's not being filtered at all it's there and it's raw and mm-hmm. you know like the only constant that it has is that we all dance tango kind of thing better or worse whatever it is we're all there to dance tango. But, you know, it could be somebody that is, like, awful, somebody that is nice, somebody that is sweaty, somebody that dresses very nice, somebody that is, like... I mean, you know, it's like a movie. It's like being in a f- movie of Fellini, you know? I have some people that are like, dude, how do you do that with your hair? It's, like, awesome, you know? Have you been to see Sleep No More? No, I haven't. No, it's this no, crazy no. thing I know, where you I wear a mask and you go through... Yeah, yeah. And I just remember when I, I left Sleep No More, the first thing I thought of was, like, Oh, that's like a milonga. Really? <laughs> I should go. Yeah, because it's it's not at all. It's a weird interactive play, but you're just always around these characters, and you're just sort of witnessing. You could it. It's yeah. also like living in a big city, but you're witnessing this thing happening in front of you. That's what your role is in the in the play. You're wearing a mask. All the all the attendees are wearing this mask, so you're neutral, and the actors are running around doing all their stuff. But it's like, it's interactive, it's live. And I just remember leaving one time and being like, yeah, that's kind of like being at a milonga. Like, you never know really what's... It's not crazy, like, you know, the stories now, they used to stab each other and kill it and all this shit. But, Thanks God. But it <laughs> could be really weird some nights. And it's Listen, definitely a living, breathing thing. Like you said, you don't really know what to expect. That's when you were saying that people, like, have a schedule and they want to go to a milonga and they want to have a good dance. I understand that. Mm-hmm. And I know there are some spaces that are like that in your city. People get together and they're at the same level and they dance. Oh yeah, intensely. the practice yeah. especially. Yeah. But I really sometimes like to look at the dance floor. It's like insane. Mm-hmm. And look at the tables. People are like talking bad about each other and they like I don't know what they're doing and and I mean like people are talking about what they're dressing and look at this and people are dancing and this like odd couples that happen you know and the dance. And all these interactions, all these—I mean, it's a—it's a—it's fascinating to. Witness. I find I'm always gravitating towards events that are much. I and I'm not criticizing the others, but like I'm not—I've never been a huge fan of practicas because they're very monotonous in a way. Mm. It's like okay, this is a room. This is like equal level people. They're all going to dance with the same people, and then you're going to leave. Or like marathons where it's like you can only get in if you're recommended because you know so and so, and they think you're a. And I've always gravitated, like, my, my thing in Cleveland. It's at a bowling alley. Uh-huh. Everybody can come. Um, Philadelphia Tango Festival just happened. You look around the room, and it's not the highest level, but it's, like, the most interesting I fucking know, group that, of people. I don't know. I, I, I do not go to practicas, first of all, because not because I don't want to, but, like, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays, I do work. Mm-hmm. I have a job until, like, 2 a.m. And then on Thursdays, obviously, I'm a national. Right. Uh, Fridays I don't know. and then you know I've been doing it for long enough in which like do I want to go to tango on the weekend so sometimes I go to the online milonga or that's why I don't come to yours because it's on Wednesdays you know it's mm-hmm. like or like on Friday nights I say I don't want to go to tango now you know I've done my my 
mm-hmm. might do for this week. Right. Yeah. I should go to a practica, maybe. You know, I probably will suck. Uh, well, it, so practicas I think are much more all about dancing mm-hmm. and like this one aspect of the of tango, which is dancing. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're not going to like sit down at a table and have a conversation for an hour. I mean, I've been to practicas where I'll be in the middle talking to somebody and they'll just get up right in the middle of the conversation because they got a cup of sit. And you're just like... Maybe you uh, and I should go to a practica with a bottle of whiskey and just well, talk all night long. <laughs> <laughs> there are There is that aspect, for sure. But, but you know, the, the angle's different. There's a, and, I, and I totally get that. And I sometimes, like even Thursday, Chico and I went to Robbins before I came mm-hmm. to see you guys. And we just dance for an hour just to practice. So it's it's good for that too. I like when Robin comes to later. Sometimes he does. Sometimes yeah. he doesn't. You should do it more often. Mm-hmm. <laughs> come on. I can't come as often because it always ruins my Friday. Because <laughs> I I'm still l- working. I w- actually I wanted to bring this up to you if you feel like talking about it. The balance. So I've been working on the balance of? because of not fucking partying every night oh, yeah. of the week, mm-hmm. um, especially as I get older. Uh, I just can't. I need like another day or two to recuperate. But I also know, like, if I go to Destino, the bartender there's really nice, generous guy. And like, if I go to <laughs> La Nacional, Omar is gonna be like. Mm-hmm. And I'm still enjoying that too much to to either I don't go because I know no, or if I go, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna go and have a good time. You know. Well, uh, alcohol in particular is something you know. Like everybody thinks I'm gonna have one glass, and it never happens. Um, I I have I do not schedule a lot of things on Fridays. Mm-hmm. That's how I do it, because I drink at La Nacional because I like doing it there. Um, I cannot get completely drunk, which is what you know stops me because mm-hmm. I am working. Yeah, yeah. But uh, a Friday night, Friday mornings is not a no, not an option. Uh, that's how I manage it. You know. Yeah, I never schedule anything for before like noon no on Thursday. Way, man. Yeah. Because it's not it's not possible, you know. I mean, I I I, I like drinking in the middle Maybe not a lot, but it makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Like you have a glass of wine, you have a conversation, and you know, maybe I don't know. It's a it's an easier way to not find people annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know I we will, want to be will, more PC, I but I cannot say I that. Just, well, I cannot <laughs> say that. I like people. I mean, I, no, I do too. But <laughs> I spent like a year ago or two years ago. I forget. I took like a six-week break from drinking. Yeah. And when I would go out dancing, it's weird. It man. was just weird. But that's not just because the place is dance. We are weird because we need alcohol. Yeah, I'd rather blame other people, but yes, I know what you I mean. Know, no, of course, I yes, analyzed the hell out of it. Absolutely, of course, yeah. I analyzed it, but. It just makes it a little easier to relax and, and break into conversation and, and chill out, you know. And I like the people that come to the milongas in general, you know. Mm-hmm. There's always the complainers and the people that, you know. The ones that I don't like is the people that come to, you know, to a little bit of... Uh, they're not, not part of tango. Like some, since I'm on 14th Street and 8th Avenue, sometimes people walk in, mm-hmm. you know. And that's the weird ones, you know. They're, they have to be very enamored and go like, oh, this is fantastic. Look, what I discovered is like, you know, walking into Fight Club. You didn't know it was there, and all of a sudden it's there. But this tango is a little Fight Clubish, you know. Mm-hmm. If you don't know where it's at, you don't know where it's at. Right, so. right, yeah. uh, but sometimes people walk out from the streets and they're like a little, you know, they, they, they think they're here to pick up girls and blah, 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 and you have to throw them out. Those are the people that I really do not enjoy that come to tango. For sure. Yeah. The rest, I like everybody with their own quirks, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, there's 
oh, one night back when Fridays were happening at in Sueño, uh-huh. you know, the Sly Fox is in front of that. So uh-huh. that's like PBR in a shot for $4 oh, crowd. No, no. And every once in a while, because I used to go there every Friday because I just was one of my spots. Um, there would always be, every once in a while, there'd be this group of guys that would come in and they would, and, and immediately there'd be like me and like Tomas Reale and like a few of us go, would just yeah, all be like, yeah. watch the door. Yeah. And that's, it always felt like kind of nice that we all kind of. Absolutely. If I'm there, like Omar thing. will come or yeah. whoever is there will come out and, and take out these, these guys have to go, you know, yeah. they have to go. And it's usually guys. It's always guys. Come if on. it's women, they're going to. No, but like, like for example, we had to, like last this Thursday, Thursday yeah. we had to tell a group of girls then they had to go because mm-hmm. they were like six, yeah, like 20 year olds all on their phones going like like really like screaming and mm-hmm. walking directly into the dance floor it's like no <laughs> yeah, I saw that. no I was like, Omar was like no you have to go it says, but it's more often guys than girls definitely. we have an issue not that often here but sometimes the f- we're right out of Penn Station uh-huh. for the people that never been here before don't know where we are so there's a lot of homeless people there's a lot it's like the last block oh. of old New York right here yeah. and sometimes the door downstairs we have to we have to keep it open because the buzzer breaks and every once in a while some somebody will just walk up and they'll just pop in and it's like and there's a homeless guy it's a homeless oh. guy and it's like a small space here and it's very quaint and intimate and, and they're just them. immediately like <laughs> women they see women they see men dressed up and it's just like oh no shit we gotta fuck. And, and never have we had an issue but it's happened on occasion where you're like oh fuck we gotta so what else about La Nacional all about organizing mm. you want to know <laughs> well, I don't know what I uh, you threw me on the spot now <laughs> I had some mm. well you can edit this right oh yeah I okay. will I mean I don't think we need to but um, you've had a long history here you've worked with a lot of the originals some of which are still here like Lucille Oh wow! Yeah. Lucille in the Lucille past. Krasner, yes, of course. You guys course. did New Year's Eve in two thousand. We did it in two thousand. Was the Y two K? We didn't know what was going to happen at twelve. We pe- people really thought that it was going to be like the end of the internet and all computers that were going to go down. So it was like whoa! And we were like five minutes after. It's like mm, maybe it's not happening yet, but it might happen. Mm-hmm. That was a great tango party. Yeah, it was a very nice. She said it was a really good event. It was absolutely fantastic. Lights on the heads, some sort of like lighting. Yeah, we People did, did wear the, lights it, on all the kinds heads. of things, and oh, we worked so hard. You know, like ice and this and that and food. It was insane. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna work, but uh, I don't know. I don't enjoy those tango parties as much. You know, I like the special occasions and on. Uh, you guys do, no? You still do. We had been. New Year's Eve? I don't know if we're going to continue. Uh. I'm not sure because, again, it kind of catches up with you after a while. It's like you might want to do something else on New Year's Eve one year. Yeah, you know? that's my thing. You know, it's like, I mean, you know. I mean, the money's say, not bad. You know, there's that, but. Yeah, but still, it's a lot of work, you know. I mean, I, mean, I, I don't know. Sometimes I, I think I, I like to do other things, you know, besides a New Year's Eve tango party. Mm-hmm. You know, I like Thursdays, and I sometimes I occasionally go out and to tango places on the weekends. But I don't. I mean, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work for one night, and you end up destroyed. You know, you yeah. end up really tired. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So and it's, it's also like 
And it's a risk because you can organize one of those and not make a cent, you mm -hmm. know. Yeah. Because it's the same, the same as as uh, as as the milongas, you know. Like before, when you we organized a New Year's Eve party with with Lucille, and we did it with Lucille that year because she was doing one, we were doing one. It's like let's let's not compete, you right. know. Like yeah. we did it together. Um, but now it's like a million of those, so it's like you know, it's a big investment to gamble with, you know. I don't know. And then it's finding the space, you know. You have to go and like find a big studio. Uh, it's expensive. Uh, New Year's Eve, especially, but yeah. Uh, no way. My, and I prefer, you know, like when we bring somebody to town, like Horacio Godoy in September, or whatever, yeah, he's up, or yeah. whoever we bring. It's much. I just prefer working with Sarah or somebody who already has an event and yeah. trying to do your own thing. And not only because of the competitiveness, just because of the less amount of work. You know? I know it's a lot of work. People don't realize. I I I go to La Nacional. I arrive there at two p.m. Holy shit! And I prep everything for five hours before I open the doors. Okay. And after everybody's gone, I have to like bring everything down for another two hours. So I'm there until like 4 a.m. Hmm. So it's a long day. It's yeah. a very long day, you know. And you know that it's not a lot of money. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's a, it's a lot of work. Yeah. And so then New Year's Eve on top, nothing, you know. <laughs> no way. Yeah. No way. But Lucille Krasen is one of the originals. Tioma is one of the originals. Uh, Jose Fluke. Was there La Belle Epoque with Silvana? Age, yeah, man, he sleeps. I don't know. He sleeps in the fridge. Um, he still wears the same flannel shirt God, hat every day. Don't tell him. But uh, yeah, Jose Luke is there. Uh, who else? A lot of people. Uh, Daniela and Maria moved to Miami. You know, Rebecca is still Rebecca's around. Still around. Yeah. She's working her at. I don't know if you. When I spoke with her, I was. I'm always impressed by Rebecca's. Uh, her. Uh, what's the word? Selflessness. Like this is somebody has been teaching and dancing for now over twenty years, yeah. and I'll still see her. Like on Thursday at Robin's Practica, she's there with a beginner. I don't think she was doing a private because I don't think that's her style to she do was that. Just helping. She was just helping this yeah. guy for freaking sure. ever. Sure. And I was like, wow. Sure. This woman is. It's great. You know. Yeah. She she loves it. There's so many little things that people do that help the community stay running that the average dancer just. I don't think is aware of or even takes time to appreciate or anything. They like, shouldn't. They don't have. They to. don't need to. I know we do. Right. Yeah. But it's the people who love it. I mean, you have to love it. There's no other way. If you don't love this thing, like for organizing it, you will never do it. Because Rebecca will do it out of love. I mean, it's not out of money, for no. God's sakes. You know. Yeah. Valeria Solomonov is also around, but I don't know if she's not been. Not around. so active lately. Um, Marina Franganillo, we haven't seen in a while. In and out, she does organize once in a while. Where Robin, I don't know. Robin came later than the generation of people yeah, you're but talking Robin about. Was, was but he puts a lot in too. Robin was there at the beginning. I mean, like uh, as as the beginning, as I know it. You mm -hmm. know, there's people that come before me, way before. But uh, Robin was a DJ at La Belle Epoque. I yeah. remember. That's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Um, who else is there? Well, that's it. You know. Can't remember anymore, but I'm sure I'm missing somebody. Jenny Brand, how long yeah, is Jenny Brand? Well, you know she was the yeah, 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 yeah. on Thursday. But she's been around for a very long yeah. time too. Yeah. Sandra Cameron, I don't know where she's at. I never even. I don't think I've even met her. Yeah, but no, I no. know she, there was a big 
she had a big part in things. Yeah, no, Sandra Comerdan Studio was huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carlos De Che, Carlos De Che is around. Yeah, he's he's still teach around. On Thursday, Carlitos, come on, not teach on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be. He goes to a story on Sundays. I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, a lot of the people that have been around go to a story on Sundays. Yeah, so yeah, but a lot of people, and uh, a lot of people live in Queens, yeah, close to Queens. That's true. I mean, and the place is gigantic. It's amazing. It's I would fantastic. go more often. It's just. It looks it's like Argentina. Come on, oh, yeah, it sure. looks exactly like a place from yeah. Argentina. Yeah. It's, a, you, you, it's a funny thing because it's the Galicians, it's the Spanish. If you get the Spanish the, that place and you lift it and fly it to Buenos Aires and drop it anywhere, mm -hmm. and do the same with a Spanish or old Italian place in Argentina and, fly it and drop it in Queens, it's exactly the same. That's true. It's exactly the same. Yeah. It's amazing how much. Argentinians belong to Spain and Italy. Mm -hmm. How much? It's like insane. It's very much the same culture. That's true. Oh well, the same culture. We got it from them, mm -hmm. right? So there you go. Well, I think we'll wrap it up here. Okay. I think the sirens have abated. So. Yes. Now, you tell me. That's <laughs> it. Yeah. No, hey, I think thank it's you. Good. We have a lot for our friends to listen to, and we could always do another one at some point. Tango La Nacional on Thursdays. The class is now at 7. 7 to 8. Both classes back to back next to each other. At the same time. Back to back, no. Next to each other, yes. Yeah. Sorry. That's so how you say it in English. And then uh, until 2 is uh, dancing. Most Thursdays we have a performance 10.30, 10.45, 11, depending on my mood. Uh, and that's it. Not every. Check the website. And Tango the party Nacional. starts at 2 a.m. <laughs> yes. And then if, you, if your name is Adam, you, the party starts at 2. <laughs> All right. All right, man. Thanks for your time. No, thank appreciate you. It. I appreciate it. All right, everybody. Well, that was my sit down with Mr. Juan Pablo Vicente, who runs La Nacional for 20 years on Thursday night. And I found it very interesting that he got involved to be on the... Um, food end of things. Didn't even dance tango yet. I had no idea about that. So I learned a lot of interesting things. I hope you did too. I will be airing one more show next Tuesday. I've already recorded it, like I said, with Norma. And then I'm off to Thailand for a few weeks. Yes, Thailand with my buddy Justin, who, well, not with, I'll be visiting him. He's moved there several years ago, and I haven't seen him in four years since the 2015 NBA Finals because we shared the same birthday weekend. He was born a day after me in the same hospital, no less. So we're going to finally catch up after a much, uh, much time has passed. So I'm excited about that. Okay, everybody, enjoy your week and your day and your life journeys. Take care.